0: What's up, everybody? Thanks so much for listening. And as always, we really appreciate your support here on the pod. You tuning in regularly makes this all possible. Your ears mean we get the sponsors and keep this thing free. And you spreading the word and making them nice reviews on iTunes means we get more ears on the pod. So with that quick reminder that I haven't done for a little while, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. It helps us attract awesome sponsors and the most badass guests for your listening pleasure. So do it, do it, do it. Now, I know you're filling around your phone right now. Show Hugh off the record a little bit of love, man. Okay, you know how things we do. Business out front, party in the back, just like my boy's mullet. And this dude has been the talent behind many, many a party. DJ Crust is a badass drum and bass producer and DJ. One time member of the legendary Represent crew, along with our previous podcast, DJ Die. So check that one out as well. Now we still making music, as well as bringing the chill to the party these days with his CBD oil venture, which is something I really am passionate about. So it was great to talk to him about that as well. So check it out, yo. One cool motherfucker, DJ Crust. Okay, yeah, we're recording, man.
3: So, <laughs> okay. right, so, a friend of mine said to me, right, he said that, um, so cannabis mm-hmm. is, is, is can as canine, Yeah. bis, bi, is two, two dogs, two dog star system, it's a serious oh. star system, yeah. right? Yeah. So his his logic was that whoever seeded the planet brought a, one plant that does everything. Okay so this
0: is this you know the supposition that the planet was seeded yeah. with humans and with yeah. everything else. So. And
3: but the one plant that's the medicine the clove you can use it for right on yeah. it's used for everything you know yeah. they, back in the day so when you do when you do this when you study it back the Chinese were the first to You know, to to write about it in history, they were using it to heal their soldiers in war. The Vikings were using it for labor. The the um, the Egyptians were using the papyrus paper as paper, hemp paper. Now it's being used as I mean, where do you want to go? Yeah, it's used for fuel,
0: biofuels, and all. Yeah, uh,
3: Henry Ford used it for the first Ford Mm -hmm. was made out of hemp. Yeah, it ran on hemp as well. Mm -hmm. Hemp is ten times stronger than steel. Yeah, so. Whoever gave us this plan, right? <laughs> John Be it King. Jesus or someone from outer space, it means a lot. That's the thing. It's crazy. I think it's like next level when you really, really break it down. Because like you said, it's, we've got the receptors in our body mm-hmm. that... It doesn't take a genius to figure out. We've got the same receptors as in the plant. It's got to be healthy for us. Yeah. And so there's been tests on it. I, I
0: know someone said to me, hey, but, but that means we have receptors for all types of shit. But we don't.
3: No, we don't. That's the
0: thing. We no. don't have receptors for alcohol. No. You know, we don't have receptors for McDonald's. Whatever. Is, cannabis as a <laughs> CBD receptor yeah. in the human body. That's yeah. what's like. like.
3: And, and in its proper form, it is a medicine. Like, when you really yeah. break it down in its proper form, it's a medicine. So if you... Well, it's fra- an
0: analgesic as well, just to, uh, if topical. If
3: you put some on, like, a cut...
0: Exactly. It, your cut gets better yeah. rather than, you know, it's also an anti-inflammatory yeah. and all that. Yeah.
3: It is deep. I mean, that is a whole other conversation in itself. You can go really deep and study the science of it well, and how it affects the human Well, body. I do want to
0: talk a little bit about it because, I mean, when you were the first dude that actually got me into CBD and it was by mistake. Right. You were over at Dye's house... And you, Di had some, and I was like, hey, I'll try it. And you walked in, and I was just, I and mean, you came in the room, and I had the dropper over my mouth. Right. And I dropped must but ten drops or whatever. You're only supposed to do, like, two or whatever yeah, to get yeah, the effect. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, yo, man. I was like, what do I just do? Because you're going to be very chill. <laughs> and I was like, Does, is it going to affect me, like, high-wise? Or is it, and it didn't, it just made me... Yeah feel all that little static that goes on in people's brains now it's just kind of quieted a little bit you know and it was unbelievable but then then i found out you had this company and it blew me me away you and Sophia, yeah i know that you guys been doing this for a minute right yeah yeah how is it having a business doing it though i mean is the government cool with it are they
3: kind of like sketchy we've seen a a, a drastic shift since we started i think we've been doing almost four years now um in the beginning when we started it was really like the wild wild west there was no regulations as such there were sort of laws that sort of governed you know the legalities of it Mm -hmm. but it wasn't specifically tailored around exactly what cbd was and and the nature of it and i think what's what happened because it it blew really quickly you Mm -hmm. know stories like charlotte's web about the young girl who had this epileptic seizures that spread like wildfire on the underground and then people were starting to figure out well this thing's is is non psychoactive and it's non-addictive you know and it's got no side effects i mean that's (laughs) that's really (laughs) it ticks all my boxes yeah it's really unheard of in the medical world right Uh We've, we've never really heard anything like this and when we heard about it, we were fascinated. We 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 thought, right, we want to take that as a preventative and we thought people, our friends and people in the community, would want to do the same. Mm-hmm. What we found was the complete opposite, that people who were really, really sick, you know, started to hear about it and yeah. they were being let down by the, the mainstream and medicine. Some One person we were dealing with was on a, a ridiculous amount of medication and they started taking CBD and it just reduced the the, the medita- uh, medication, the
0: symptoms of what you know. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
3: and so what we saw was this relief that people could actually stop taking so many medicines that they were getting for the symptoms of the problems in the beginning. And mm-hmm. you know, there was this, you could just sense that there was this big sigh of relief where people actually were getting something that wasn't doing them any harm. Yeah, yeah. And that was and for us when we started to read these stories, it really really woke us up and made us think wow you know there's people out there who really need this you know there's people out there whose lives are being changed by this by this plant that grows the hardiest plant in the world that grows anywhere and it's like yeah. you know and for a while it really it, for me it blew my mind and I really couldn't comprehend what was actually going on like this plant is really doing this thing for these people and you know and over the years what we've saw and I think what's happened is that two years ago um, when the whole Colorado green
0: I got froze out there man it's crazy yeah.
3: when that whole thing got the, the green card literally the, 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 the golden pass the pharmaceutical companies saw a 50% reduction in their, in their medicine
0: yeah they didn't like that and shit. they didn't like that yeah.
3: and England saw that and the pharmaceutical and the medical fraternity just freaked out all of a sudden they jumped on it they realized yeah. what goes on over the pond surely comes here oh, next yeah, yeah. and so they the big accessi- pharma
0: is, is international global yeah, bullshit yeah, so yeah. you could see how they I mean I started seeing things like CBD's harmful or they started kicking back up that Reefer Madness nonsense exactly. they're ratcheting that propaganda exactly. back up and you're like why are they people freaking out I mean yeah. it's literally not getting you high it's not addictive yeah. oh I get it because you're yeah. cutting into that market share yeah. just uh, incrementally is gonna you know
3: well you have to check it as well like the crop itself is a three month turnaround right. yeah. it's hard to compete
0: with that in a 12 month year a three month turnaround yeah. yeah and the human has receptors for
3: yeah it. it's, it's you can see really you just do the maths mm-hmm. they can see where this is going they don't want they want to control it and so they've been they've put uh, themselves in the middle and regulated it and so these new rules have come in and they've said you have to do this you have to do that and it's been we've seen you know really adjusted they came in heavy-handed and threatened everybody saying you have to do this yeah you know and overnight it is a real shame but overnight the industry halved because a lot of people didn't understand the laws Mm -hmm. didn't really understand what type of cbds they should have or strengths it lots of people panicked and just shut up shop because they were threatened with closures and fines Mm But they were serving people. They had customers. And these people, in the time that we were living in, these people set up their own businesses and were feeding themselves and helping people. Mm-hmm. And overnight... Well,
0: government intimidation is going to happen because all the money that these politicians get from big pharmaceutical companies... In, I remember when this blackstone smith Klein building went up on the Westway. Right. All shit kind of changed, man. I mean, it, you can see that the, as far as them putting money into an economy and money into communities especially mm. when they do like stuff like that in like West London that put a lot of people mm. into jobs and stuff right. they can they have the sway and I just think I mean you know it, it seems like back in the day in the 70s or whatever you heard the stories about how like uh, cigarette companies bought trademarks on Panama Red and Maui Waui and all the all the names of pot and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. if if it did get legalized, they would have the copyright and be able to sell it. You know? mm-hmm. So they're covering their bases. Have you seen big pharmaceutical companies starting to do research with
3: CBD yeah. and trying to get in on it? Yeah. What we saw when we start when we were researching, we saw patents from the American government that go way back to like the forties where they were. So they, it's been. Yeah. yeah. They've they've been using it to test on cancer patients so they've known that CBD has an effect on cancer. They've known it since the 40s. CBD, they used doctors in the 40s and 30s used to give they call them like um, cannabis cigarettes mm-hmm. so we know uh, CBD is a is a bronchodilator, which yeah. means if you've got bad chest mm-hmm. or asthma it opens up your airwaves pot used to have a lot more CBD
0: in it and it was engineered out because yeah. it kept people from getting really high because yeah. there's a balance in that plant as well that you have to understand people think of the Reefer Madness propaganda especially like my mom who could probably use a little CBD in her life and I'm, I'm literally doing these podcasts about it so I can give her like mm. a little bit of information say look mom mm. it's not just me who mm. smokes pot of, of occasionally selling you it's good it's, it's not about the high it's actually what it's this plant medicine. can do yeah, yeah
3: it's so you,
0: I think because a lot of people also argue that oh it's not been tested it hasn't you know cbd as D doesn't as you mentioned before, there's for thousands of years people have been using it as yeah. a, a topical analgesic, an anti inflammatory, a pain reducer.
3: Yeah. You know. Yeah, we know how good the the, the mainstream media is. Yeah. And when they want to really get into your ass about certain subjects and they've got you know, when they can, when they control the means of communication, they can say anything. Yeah. We know what, what Edward Bernays did for propaganda, yeah. and so we're seeing that again. It's a witch hunt, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And back in the t- the time when m- the doctors were independent and they could prescribe, you know, mostly. Uh, organic healthy plant-based medicines we saw how the, the industry shut that down and you had to get a license mm. to practice yeah, yeah. and if you practice the quackery you want to get a license and so that's how they control it so you have to go to their facility to study their magic
0: right? yeah. <laughs> 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 yo you won't be a witch doctor you'll be
3: our witch doctor yeah right yeah. and then you study their magic and then you then you prescribe we've seen where that's gone we've mm. seen the uh, 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 you know in the last sort of 70 years the worst epidemics of health that the planet's ever seen it. it's, it's ridiculous so we know you know that this is a viable threat to the establishment's ideology yeah. and control system the so cat's out the bag though yeah
0: I that's mean, the good thing yeah i mean it is one of those things you can't put the cat back in the bag you no. can't say oh no that didn't just happen that epileptic person is now cured from epilepsy now, yeah. now, i know somebody i'm, I'm going to be talking to her and then her, she told me about her sister, she, who has a really, really super bad epilepsy, that might start taking it. Because she saw what happened to her sister, who didn't mm. have, she had mild epilepsy, but she'd have seizures, bro. Mm. And for something, as as we say, as benign as CBD, to actually keep people from having brain short circuitry, yeah. that's amazing. Mm. And that's why I think stories like that will push the envelope out where people can't you can't actually say it's quackery and stuff no. like that now if you, you've obviously jumped through all the hoops that the government's throwing at you right yeah. which is you know admirable because I don't have patience for that shit mm. I mean it, it's it because I know how it, the government can intimidate people into mm. feeling mm. that like oh maybe I'm doing the wrong shit
3: maybe it's going to fuck my family up if I keep doing this And I, I, I would say um, Sophia is amazing yeah. she's the real engine of the business she's the one who's really sat down and focused and really been like the one who's been able to sit down and and look at the community as well so she's really great at like networking and meeting all the right people and we have been really fortunate that we've met some amazing people who've been sort of mentoring and coaching us and really kind of helping us understand the laws because yeah. legally is a joke i mean right, it's, it's there
0: to confuse the regular human being even yeah. even a very astute smart human being's <laughs> like if you don't like if you don't study their magic yeah. you don't know what they're yeah. saying yeah. yeah and
3: so we have been able to really you know Not panic, you know. If if something really drastic happens, we've got two or three numbers we can call Mm -hmm. and find out exactly what's going on. And that's been one of the key things that's helped us just really, you know, stabilize in a moment of like you know, excitement, when everyone's saying, oh, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen. We're like, okay, well, what we know we've got contingency in place. If this happens, can we go there? If that happens, can we do that? You know, we've got a core base of customers who rely on on what we have, and so that's our priority, to really make sure that when they call, it's there for them yeah. and I we've think got, that's great. Yeah, I mean, and we've got we've got that supply chain worked out everybody's in the community is really co- is really like working together yeah. and they understand the bigger picture as well. So you're even going up to Leicester
0: with it because my boy Frankie yeah because yeah, I mean he he used to suffer from a little bit of anxiety and now he's loving it. He the CBD's is helping him out grandly.
3: So here is the, the 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 real sort of you know, the other side of the, the space man mm. ideology about CBD. The real grounded stuff about it, though, is, is, is so amazing. He, the, the hemp plant re-nutrients the soil it as, could, it, as it grows. So wherever you grow it, it re-nutrients the soil, <laughs> right? It, it cleans the air, right? There's no waste in the plant, right? So I'm like, more people need to grow it. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I I,
0: I think that obviously this has been one of those big conspiracy stories over the over i mean over recorded history if you look back this plant was used so much and a lot of people cite uh william randolph hearst in america kind of outlawing it because he owned a bunch of forests and he owned a bunch of newspapers and he wanted to use wood pulp and not hemp pulp to make the paper for his newspapers and that was initially how Reefer Madness got started and then he's talking about jazz musicians having sex with white women and shit like that and it was like but the way they (laughs) I know it's (laughs) no but the thing is it's just you could see how fucking ruthless and, and awful human beings can be just for money and the greed aspect of it I mean you know it could have been easily the other way around where they could have been, no, we're going to go all out for cannabis and probably would have, the planet would have been a better place. Yeah,
3: man. and health, health for people. You know, I always think, you know, it must be really difficult to, to, to hold things back you must use so much energy and, yeah, and resources, yeah, and negative energy too. Yeah. That's that's I mean, crazy shit. You know, and you could imagine like if we all cooperated, we'd be <laughs> we'd be actually travel. I think we'd probably travel the stars now if we oh, yeah, all cooperated. Yeah. Go to yeah. the you same direction. Those movies
0: where you see like movies of Bruce Willis went to that that asteroid and poked a hole and blew yeah. it up. How the whole world was watching on the TV yeah. and you were like you felt proud. <laughs> like when I was a kid, I saw movies like that. And I'd be like, oh, the whole world's fucking coming together. I yeah. felt proud of being a human. I was yeah. like, yo this is some shit we got here and then we get divisive and bullshit but also I want to just get with the the website of Amma Life so
3: yeah so www.amma a-m-m-a life uk
0: yeah, because and you you ship everyone in the UK. So yeah, it's
3: great. we go all around. Yeah, we ship most places in the world. Yeah, uh, but definitely all Europe is covered.
0: Yeah, it, and it's I mean I'm I'm a I'm a customer of yours. I think it's great. I get the thirty percent paste in yeah. case anybody wants to be like me. <laughs> <laughs> the Huey Signature Series. <clears throat> but also, I wanted to talk to you about uh, about music and stuff like mm. that because I, when I was hanging out with you and Die. You guys are making music, but then I saw you even before that when you were back with Ronnie hanging out. Mm. Was was at the the Massive Attack gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 that yeah. That was yeah, a great yeah. little show. Yeah. So um, that must have been, what, about a year ago about you guys started ago, working together? Yeah. yeah. Again? Well, I mean.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's the full cycle thing came about. I mean, I, 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 for me, I kind of. I was in the, not in the wilderness, but I went and started doing coaching. Yeah. Uh, so I was doing the music. You that too, yeah. Yeah, so we did the whole full cycle thing, we did the whole represent thing, and then you know, the body was like, hey, you need to chill. <laughs> so, <laughs> the body does that, man. Yeah, so after like, you know, seven years of just continually going on the road and, and traveling, I just there was nothing left you know I'd sit, I'd sit in the studio and nothing would come out and yeah. I think for me that was really hard I mean for any musician that you made your own living and yeah. your passion was that and that's what set you out on your journey mm-hmm. and then you, you, you're actually sitting in front of you know the thing that you really love and nothing's coming yeah. out
0: we're in your dope studio too by yeah. the way thank you there's some, there's um, some Nova, uh, Novation, innovation, right? Yeah. yeah. we got the innovation. Got
3: the, the Arps. and the. Oh yeah, you got
0: the old school Jimmy jams, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fast as a lot of those, I'm like, you plug those things. Ah, I kind of got virtual synth now, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But or- when we do albums, which criminals are doing a new album too? Oh which really? Is, yeah, we're just almost finished with it. So, and then we're doing an actual. We're doing like another mimosa, which is like some covers and some retakes on our stuff, like and a couple originals. But then we're doing an all original album next year
3: well if you yes. need any help yo I was bro. just looking around like you might have to need man well dude like
0: when I when I get my new joint going
3: hey bro I'm just I've just seen Ronan's bringing out the uh, the new SH-101 nice and I thought I'm getting that <laughs> there's no. about four new um, analog keyboards I'm gonna go crazy on yeah man I, I there's something about that stuff and you know what's cool I've kind of rediscovered
0: all the old keyboards because my son I gave him my old X, but not the new X-50 like that little yeah. core joint and it has all the voices in it and he clocks like old organs and he's playing like old but he goes for the old sounds he doesn't go for the (laughs) he goes for like these really cool like arp he like pulls this arp string ensemble up and it's like what yeah but it's all about that stuff man I I guess people want to have especially when it comes with I think like computer based music because I use Pro Tools and Mm. it's like a lot of stuffs in the box kind of we say Mm. they want to have the freedom to do it in the box but then like they always go back to the shit that got you there you know so you
3: know i think what it is is that you like we like touching the stuff
0: yeah you know there's a those little, yeah. little roll out keyboards yeah. and felt it's like ah, I don't yeah know
3: you got to you got to sit there and just touch it and you know my thing what i used to do you know i used to just sit in front of the the keyboard and just meditate with it
2: mm-hmm. and
3: just sit there for about 20 30 minutes and just meditate and just Close my eyes and just let my fingers run over the keys and then just see, see what happened. You know what I mean, and, and I love, I love, you know, I love the, the computer, I love the box. Uh, you know, my thing was it, it, it's definitely made it convenient mm-hmm. and easy. It it's made music look great. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah. think that's the trap sometimes because, yeah, the looking, waveforms yeah. On the, the oh, that one's green. Yeah, yeah. and you want and sometimes you get trapped in the, the way that it looks, and I think my journey coming back to music and and the the where where I've been is like I've been I've been studying film I really got into film and I thought I want I want my music to sound like I'm like a film so when I talk about music I, I keep saying I'm making films now yeah I don't think about it as making music and and it's not like I'm watching the screen. What I'm doing, I'm listening to the way films put together, and mm. and where you, how plots work. Yeah, you know, like you know, yeah. like where where the story arc goes. And you you know when you see a really great film, right? Yeah. You don't know what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And that's what I like, and that's that's my whole thing. Is like I don't want you to, you know, I don't want my music to be that predictable. Yeah. I want you to listen to it and think you know what's going on. Then all of a sudden, this fucking trap door comes out, <laughs> and like, a an mad accident comes in. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I've been really excited about working again and exploring that those realms.
0: We'll be back after a message from our sponsor. <laughs>
1: Thirty-six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one-dollar-per-month trial period at Shopify.com/work. Shopify.com/work. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.
3: After after the whole Full Cycle and Represent thing, I took some time out and I went back into the books, really. I started mm-hmm. studying, you know, I you know had my own issues, you know, growing up where I did and family life and stuff. So I, it, some things came to the foreground mm-hmm. that I wasn't able to resolve by myself, so I went and got coaching and mentoring and, you know, spiritual counselling and I really got involved and started to really... enjoy the process of learning it as well which i wasn't i wasn't a very good learner in school but i really enjoyed sports and craft and then when i started to study this stuff i realized i really enjoyed it you know i really got a lot of benefit from it and so i started to put together like a little workshop a little course started teaching people around me or talking to people around me and then a friend of mine says yeah i got this workshop you want you to do i'm like Oh, I don't know about that. She's like, yeah, it's his 10-year-old son. I oh, no, definitely don't know okay. about <laughs>
0: What are you going to tell a 10-year-old that he don't know, already know?
3: Yeah, so, I mean, that's where it really started. So my friend Kerry, the MC, thanks for that. She was the one who really gave me the start and helped me get on, on that road. But what that showed me it just helped me start thinking differently about everything. And I really started to understand, you know, the story and everything, the emotional content and everything. And so coming back to music you know, I started to look at the films and how film was really about sort of archetypes and motifs and yeah. how they were really sort of trying to bring you in and get you engaged in the story and I thought, well, I I've really tried to make my music like this journey and, and bring people into my world and so let me let me really let me really dive into that. And so, you know, Ronnie was talking me and Ronnie started talking again you know you know we've been working together for nearly like 12 13 years yeah. like a marriage yeah I, i've been
0: with fast 20 something years and frank 15 16 years now so yeah, yeah it's like i have two wives yeah three <laughs> wives. what <laughs> so, am i talking about yeah
3: and so sometimes you know we, we everyone went their own way so yeah. i went i went to london started went there for 10 years and then you know i was itching to get back into music i was t- i was dabbling i started rebel instinct which was like my just was was a was it I don't even know what it is it's just like an incubator for art you know it was a label but I quickly realised that wasn't what it was about so I was making some stuff under the name George Kurtz I was enjoying that but I just, you know, when you just. Was that like Colonel
0: Kurtz from Apocalypse Now? Do you know, what? I don't, I never. I, 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 everybody's gonna be like, no, dummy, because they have that, they're, they're Google in front of them. Mm. But there was that was that book, uh, Heart of Darkness, yeah, right? Was yeah, that yeah. Kurt, it was Kurtz, right? I but
3: think. My, the reason why I chose that is because my, my dad's what my dad used to call me. Really? Yeah, Kurtz? Kurtz? Yeah, Kurtz. Yeah, <laughs> Kurtz. Kurtz. <laughs> Kurtz. Right. When, That's he could, great. when he could remember my names like my you know my dad had like four of us so, so you have a lot of boy, boys yeah. in your family man yeah, yeah for so real. go for everyone's name and then, oh, yeah. <laughs> then you be the yeah. one at the end oh, yeah. you're the baby of the bunch right no one one other younger this uh, Gary's the youngest oh, okay I yeah. yeah I um, met all your
0: brothers I, over the years right mm. but there were a lot of them at Becky's party
3: yeah
0: they were like showing up like it
3: was you these are the medias and we got the other ones as well that are spread out around the world. That's well,
0: good. you got to get the carts
3: out there, man. Yeah. And so um, af- after that, really, you know, Ronnie's like, yeah, let's do the label again. I was thinking, well, I feel like I've still got some that, and there's still stuff there that needs to be done. So that was the opportunity, really, to start getting back out there and making music. We did the tour, which was amazing, which yeah. is like getting everybody back on the full cycle train again. That's how
0: the criminals kind of got back, too. I, I always thought you know, like everybody's first record is their life experience up to that point, right? And I think it's similar in the way that I approach music is similar to you is Mm. in the respect that I think I need life to show me what I need to do, you know? And I think a lot of times if we get in that that cycle of being a recording musician and then being a touring musician, Mm. there's no real time for you to just be you or be off, you know what Mm. I mean? It's like where you can actually observe stuff Mm. and and have life show you (laughs) what's Uh, up. So I think going away, and then when we kind of came back, that was 2016, that was our 20th anniversary. Right. That kind of was the, the incubator was a great word to get us back in the studio, yeah. being friends, being cool with each yeah. other and having life yeah. to tell each other about, yeah. you know?
3: Yeah, and it's, good, it's a good story as well because yeah. yeah. you do have that story art mm. and also you have this new equipment as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's true too. too and that's, you don't have to worry about too much tape no more. Yeah,
3: exactly. And I think for me, what's been really amazing is really figuring out how to transfer my sound which was like analog and old school you know samplers mm-hmm. to this new world which was essentially digital samplers and it was it were, for a while it was all digital 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 yeah. and now we're marrying the best of both yeah, worlds I think
0: that's good you can have and also for old heads like us that quantize and, and do stuff like that I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of times now it's like you can you can kill like a, a good half hour of just like, you know, grunt work, getting your beat together now, which I think mm-hmm. is great because those mm-hmm. ideas can come out better. And a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, oh, it's so easy, everybody, anybody can do it. I was like, yeah, but not everybody who does it is good at it. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? You can make great music and you can make terrible music and that'll happen if everybody does it or nobody does yeah. it. There's going to be that that yeah. division, right? So yeah. I think the, the computer stuff actually helps people like us because I know that, for me, I don't always want to be in... A studio you know yeah, what I mean exactly I, and that's the great thing you can always you could take your laptop you could be anywhere you yeah, want
3: yeah, yeah. And I think that's great especially with like, things like machine you got it on your phone or mm-hmm. on your yeah. pad as mm-hmm. well and it's great you do these sketches you must have tried this back in the day as well yeah. you would the first laptop you'd be on tour trying to make beats on oh, these yeah, things yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the put with f- for it it? Well Fast had an N-Sonic
0: keyboard right a, I think it was like an 8-track sequencer
3: Right.
0: but it was it was didn't have a lot of memory so he just took that thing with him. And Sonic was famous for making uh, hearing aids. Right. And they were like, oh, but, you know, someone in the guy's son was like, I want to make some sequencers or whatever. So they made, like, this little Jimmy. He just carried that with him. And by the time we even were making our second record, that shit was already over. Right. But he still had it. It was worth, like, you know, nothing. Right. So we just carried it with us. Right. But yeah, I remember getting on the laptop at first and he like, yeah. <sighs> frustrating as hell, man.
3: I wasn't offing it. I wasn't up in it. So like, now nah, it's just. You know it's really fun i think i'm in that stage now where it's like it's fun again i think i've got back to a place where i'm really comfortable and happy music that i'm making really sounds like a progression of Mm. of where i am in my life and i'm really happy with you know where where i'm going and moving forward it's just you know i'm really excited about it yeah Yeah. i
0: I could see that man i mean especially like uh when when I, i i saw you dj a bunch of times but when i saw you rocking it especially because I, I, I guess it was from back in the day that I met Ronnie, like in Australia and stuff right. like that. But when you guys were rocking that shit over last summer right. and I saw you guys having fun and smiles and yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like that now when I play, because yeah, yeah. I think I in particular, I don't know if it's about you, but I'm like, you know, this could be the last joint I rock. Right. So let's have fun. You know I mean? I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I'm yeah. going to be like, no, you're out of a job or we're not going to book you again, whatever. So every time I play now, yeah. I Have the best time because it's mm-hmm. like you know, it's really what I enjoy doing most yeah. in life, yeah. You know,
3: I think as well, like, we're really fortunate mm-hmm. that we have been able to take something that was like a hobby, you know, like just hang something out. we heard
0: in our head, we put in our pocket, yeah. That's unbelievable. That's a great saying. Someone told me that that's wicked. Yeah, I like what it. you <laughs> hear in your head, you put in your pocket, and and without doing it in a way that we're embarrassed you know like yeah. I don't look at my early work and go oh man I shouldn't have done all that pop music I wasn't I was doing it on yeah. my own my yeah. own terms yeah. which is you know very rare now you don't see people I guess able to turn what's in their head and to put it in their pockets there's a yeah. lot of other pockets before it gets to theirs yeah, yeah. and a lot I guess you know those incremental uh you know, diminishments of your your idea mm. because mm. someone says, "Well, that won't work in the, in this market," or "Hey, if you did it like this, or mm. if you got an earring, or something mm. like that, or you wore these kind of clothes," mm. and then yeah, you see a lot of that now, which is yeah. kind of sad for music, though, man. But the old people—I say old people—I mean us, right? The people who are coming come at it from a, a point of love now mm. seem to be doing better yeah. at it, you know, because yeah. so I think that's the positive energy, like the yeah. PMA, you know what yeah. I mean.
3: Yeah, and I agree I mean there's lots of it's funny you're saying that because
0: I'm not it, saying it because you were a grandfather I'm no, not saying no, that
3: no no <laughs> it's funny because the other day I, I clocked it I was thinking Jeff Goldberg's back <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, Robert Redford's back! Yeah, th- wait, Kurt Russell's back!
0: Yo, like, Liam Gallagher was on like I think it was like Radio Three or BBC Three television, and it was him in his dressing room making a cup of tea. Right? It's the funniest ten seconds I've ever seen in my life. He's making tea, so oh, it's fucking great! I can't do his accent. He's like, oh, it's fucking great! Oh, back in the nineties, we had we had dudes that made tea for shit. I had three dudes. We had our guy over there, our kid. We got this guy dipping the tea. We got this guy putting the sugar. Now you got kids downloading music for nothing." Yeah yo and he goes what do you expect this is what you got rock stars doing that's why they're no good rock stars anymore because this is what you got us doing fuckers and it was like I mean he's brilliant in, in a very like boiled down kind of way because that's how you know that, you know I wrote that book right about rebellion and music mm-hmm. rebel heroes right yeah. and it kind of I said it kind of ended with Kurt Cobain right because mm. since then you haven't seen anybody who's been embraced by the world that's telling the world about itself. Mm. You know, usually it's the it's the you, know, you, you have to compliment the world. Oh, you're mm. fucking perfect the way you are. Give me mm. a hug. Give me a kiss. That's how people are nowadays, mm. and they're not compelled to be any different because the money ain't there. Mm. And it's kind of it's interesting how Liam Gallagher put a nail on it right there are <laughs> going, "Hey, if you're not giving someone millions of dollars for being a rebel, yeah. he's not going to be a rebel. Yeah. He's just going to be an asshole screaming and yelling."
3: Yeah. I mean it's, it is interesting it's almost like we've been pacified oh
0: yeah yeah but like I said incrementally diminished like yeah. it's happened little by little where like I remember when we were growing up man and we're similar of age yeah. you'd get a record you'd put it on it on turntable you put your headphones in yeah. you'd close your eyes the movie would start yeah you didn't know anything other than what was given to you on that, on yeah. that vinyl, so maybe liner notes, a picture, yeah. whatever.
3: Yeah.
0: It wasn't like you didn't know everything about the person or the artist like you do now, it's yeah, Just there's no, yeah. there's no mystery. There's in no it. mystery. There's no magic.
3: Yeah, man. yeah, that's right. Because yeah. the whole thing about what we were doing, it was the exploration. It, yeah. was, it was to get up at nine o'clock in the morning, go to the second hand store, or to the record store, and stand in line, <laughs> waiting to get that one 12 inch, or, or looking through the covers in the second hand shop, we we're looking for the right sleeve and thinking maybe there's a break on it you know what I'm saying like that excitement you know I don't hear people talking about that stuff anymore I don't hear people going crazy about like a break that they found or you know or or this old school synth that's got this weird bass sound on it and stuff and
0: but there's that subculture. I mean, I guess it started with those Japanese kids buying a man of Jordans for $2,000. Right. I man, that just started happening. I've been to Japan, you've been to Japan, for sure. And you mm-hmm. go there and you see, like, wow, well, these people really give a fuck about vinyl. Yeah. They really yeah. fuck about old guitars, yeah. old equipment, yeah. you know, like... Kicks, you know, like all this, like and it was very uh, nostalgic in yeah. the way they were, they were kind of getting on it. But then you see, in like Sainsburys around these parts, you yeah. see vinyl in them fucking yeah, yeah, stores yeah. now. Yeah. You can buy Pink Floyd The Wall if you yeah, want it. Yeah. Or I saw, you know, I saw I think it was Silk Degrees by Bob Skaggs and I was like, I don't know if it was there, but I saw that record recently <laughs> in a store. I didn't think it should belong. I was like, shit, man, that's odd. But yeah, yeah, yeah. V- vinyl's coming back. You see, like you can go on Amazon and buy like a turntable fifty dollars
3: now. So yeah, that means yeah. something's going on. I think I think we go I think we go around in these cycles, you know. I've always had, had been at the idea that we didn't really understand what technology was for, huh. and we've had we've had it, and we've been we've been exposed to it, you know. And so say they took they took a the man to the moon with less technology that we've, we've yeah got yeah mobile your, phone. our phone is like ten
0: times as powerful. But what yet. are we
3: doing with the phone? Yeah. You know, we're not really progressing, you know. And I mean, we're we're you looking know. at
0: people's asses on Instagram and talking shit on Twitter yeah. and saying hi to your mother on Facebook when you don't need any of that shit. The no. phone is you call your mother. Yeah. Like, I Facebook my mom because she lives in America, right? That's that's what I think the invention's for. I carry mm. my phone with me so I can FaceTime my mm. mom. <laughs> Other than that, I don't really give a fuck. I don't yeah. need to know what Donald Trump's doing. No, I don't I need to know what I someone agree. on Twitter's doing or Facebook or, you know. Yeah,
3: and, and I think that eventually... The, the 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 shine is going to diminish yeah. you know the new toy it, it doesn't produce the same you know satisfaction yeah. and the, the quality of experience will just diminish because uh, listen I love Apple but the last five iPhones there's nothing different
0: going yeah. on I mean if anything they're kind of like doing dumb shit
3: yeah it's like I don't really need another uh, 100 gigs of storage gigs or another better <laughs> camera it's like yeah. you know I, I like it but you know what I mean it's, 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 it's
0: a non it's, a it's interesting you talk about the, 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 uh, the new iPhone because I, I, I love checking out how people uh, rationalize uh, modern life it's like one of the things I like because I think to myself that even when I was a young kid I felt like a, like one of those old Italian men you know with his pants up too high you know what I mean <laughs> walking yeah. around New York going, hey you fucking kids are crazy <laughs> but I, I, I see especially with with what you were talking about that you know when you have when you have like a a a, a direct response to like the iphone coming on then someone has a, a a george orwell quote which yeah. is like you know you could the, the you know it's easy to take over this country because everybody will be looking at their screens and he met that's an actual line they're looking at their right. screens and not even paying attention yeah. that's kind of what's going on i yeah. think people are either getting wised up to that or or acquiescing to that fact but I think more people are getting wised up because they're being prodded to think now yeah.
3: which is kind of cool yeah you I know, think
0: being subversive is cool man, yeah, you know
3: and I think if technology does that then that's what it's supposed to mm-hmm. do because technology is like the human minds technology yeah. the, the, the 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 speaker box at the guy who used to be the the, the speaker in the village, that's technology mm-hmm. you know writing it down that was technology yeah. so you know we're only we're only as good as you know the inventions that we have and how we apply them to make our lives better or yeah. make our lives convenient whatever it is Remember that it really girl is. Hannah
0: you know Hannah little Hannah yeah, yeah, yeah. she gave Becky a book for me called the singularity is near or oh, no would she take my copy no I think she gave it to me yeah, but, yeah. by Ray Kurzweil yeah. right we're talking about keyboards right that book is like it was he probably was a little ahead of his time but it's about the moment that technology and biology meet, and mm-hmm. like you're talking about, the human brain is technology. Mm-hmm. It literally will be. You won't actually have a phone. You'll have an implant in your your head and your eye that mm-hmm. will be able to do shit like that. You'll be able mm-hmm. to be kind of plugged in, and
3: transhumanism. That's,
0: yeah, and, and you know, like you were thinking about the Matrix and all that kind mm-hmm. of shit, right? So, what told me uh, that was that that actor who's always getting in trouble for being drunk? Uh, he was in iRobot. Uh, Will Smith, uh, he's like he was a kid then, but he was oh man. He plays John McEnroe in the new movie. Oh,
3: Shay uh, Shay um, Shay yeah.
0: LaBeef. Yeah, yeah. LaBeuf yeah. LaBeuf Shay yeah. LaBeuf. He he <laughs> he had his shirt that said, "The Matrix was a documentary," right? And I think <laughs> I think you know, yeah. ways, yeah. you know in a lot of ways, yeah. you know, in a lot of ways, yeah. I mean, but the fact that we're all so fucking expert at all these things because we have at our fingertips the. The human beings, man's knowledge throughout yeah. the ages, people are going to get smarter. Yeah. I mean, as incrementally dumbed down we are, we're also going to be incrementally wised up yeah. if you choose to go that way. Red yeah. pill, blue pill, right? Yeah.
3: I mean, it, what we're seeing as well, I mean, what what's technology is really amazing at doing is decentralization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and with the you have probably following the whole blockchain and the cryptocurrency yeah, thing. Yeah, well. That's that's a big shift, right? Yeah. We're seeing this whole movement away from the from the you know the ideology that you know. For me, how I look at it, it's like governments look after people, and people want to be looked after. It's like, well, we've come we've we've allowed this to happen. You know, yeah. people are saying what's happened, what's happened. It's like, well, we've stopped we've stopped
0: asking questions. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's you know? so that's the actual reason why people are are bugging out now. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's like, the minute people wake up and take responsibility and responsibility to some people means blame it's like responsibility mm-hmm, yeah. is the, the, the ability to respond yeah, yeah. literally break the word down again yeah, right? yeah. you know, it's your personal power it's like you know when you actually start realizing you know okay if you don't like the situation you're in you know and I'm I've learned this myself firsthand I was complaining about the music oh the music's no good those young kids blah, blah, blah and I was hold on a minute mate you're doing a lot of complaining <laughs> <laughs> You 're going a lot of complaining you've got a big mouth right now. you need yeah. to just stop talking and mm. start making some music again Then, because you can 't tell people to go and do it. you yeah. be it you know for me, it was a big wake up like uh you know i'm i 'm part of the problem yeah i 'm just talking about it. Just yeah. sit down and, and do what you do best let that do let that be you know your your argument so it 's like what what we 're seeing now is like you're you 're right people are waking up, people are seeing certain things out there that aren't making sense we're we're watching you know we're watching the subversive takeover of consciousness when we're watching a war on tv thinking yeah. thinking that it's, it's in iraq it's yeah. like hold on a minute bro you see it's is going on on your screen right now you think you're detached from it no, you know you're not you're actually participating in it you're not doing anything you're like texting <laughs>
0: if you're texting at all, you know.
3: Hey, hey, you know, we got a problem. Do you know what? Let's set up a Facebook group.
0: Yeah, let's, let's hashtag our prayers over those people over there. It's yeah. like, come
3: on. It's like, we we can do, you know, and I'm not saying I'm this guy's going to show. Like, my thing is, look, I'm going to just do one thing. That's all I can do. And my one thing is, you know, I'm going to make a great song and I'm going to uh, say something in that song. And I'm going to, when I play out, I'm going to get on the mic and I'm gonna say some fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just cause
0: I can, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do what like you can, man. Yeah. Do and, what you can. And
3: I think that's, our, as an artist, that's our responsibility, you know, yeah. to, you know, like, you know, like Di schooled me on The Clash. I wasn't, you know, when yeah. I met Di, Di was like the, hi- the hippie kid yeah, yeah, yeah. who was yeah. like, he's like "Crush, you know you know what hummus is. I'm like oh. <laughs> hummuses I was like I'm from the west <laughs> <laughs> you know what hummuses I, hummus hummus I, like, I know what we used to have Homer's. I was like we ain't going to know what is. oh gosh and I like, love that too and so so like, he schooled me on this whole punk rock thing and like you know the whole thing which I came to understand about the clash was like they they were the news yeah they For a the, lot of people, they yeah. were bringing the real news. Yeah. yeah, that was international news. And what I got when I used to travel was like I used to. So I left Northwest, which is like you know one of the roughest neighborhoods in 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 Bristol, England at the time. Tony Blair said it was the worst council state in Europe. So <laughs> I left a <laughs> good old Tony, man. I, was like, I left that now 22, right? When I used to go back, and I used to live in St. Paul's, so just where we are now. Yeah. So like 15, 20 minutes away. People be like, what's it like down there? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I used to go to London, right? They'd be like, what's it like in London? When I first I left the country, right? They'd be like, "Cross."
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Tell us. <laughs> Please tell us. No, Yo, but you know, the thing is like, before everybody had like, you know, the world at their fingertips, information was spread exactly. through friends and family. Yeah. You didn't believe what you read on the news. No. I don't know what people do now. But I never believed anything I saw in the news. You believe what your friends and your family told you to your face. You know? And that was... See, that's why I think we're kind of, like, disconnected from our friends and our family like that because we have this Facebook shit and everybody's posted pictures of them looking their absolute best in these fantastic places. And I'm like, how's life? They're like, absolutely amazing in this absolutely amazing place. And it's like, "Oh, really? Okay. And then when you see them, they're not doing that great. And you're like, well, why do do you... You know? So when you kind of, like, I guess... You know, you're not really living your life with, with your family and your friends anymore. Mm. You're living it for some kind of weird platform that no one really cares about you yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. That's when I think the disconnects happen with that yeah, technology yeah. shit.
3: Yeah. yeah, it is interesting. You know, it's you know there is, and it is, there is a responsibility as well for you know people who who, who are in that position. Yeah. Well, you could
0: tell people what London was like, and they'd yeah. probably be like, "Oh shit, really?"
3: Yeah. And I think and <laughs> I think that's I think that's just the same now where we can do that. We can. Just talk more. We can communicate more, and I and I think it's great that vinyl's coming back because that lin the the, the liner notes bass killer right. Because yeah. you remember, you'd sit down and you would be reading that thing for yeah. hours. Yeah, I Look. mean,
0: if if you were, if it was an interesting band, yeah. you know, that wanted to put good shit on their liner yeah. notes, it's great. Yeah. but it's also there was there was I think there was that sense of magic. Yeah, about like I don't like who's someone recently? Some Sia is that her name? This Australian right. singer. Is that her name? Yeah. And she covered her face for like a year and a half yeah, no one knew what she looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the biggest magic thing happened in music ever yeah. since, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we what? were like, I didn't know what she looked like. It was yeah. like, wow, she sang really good. Yeah. And it was, you know, and now it's just you know everything about everybody and there's no it's magic. It's too
3: instant. Yeah, it's too yeah, instant. I it agree. Is. The mystery is, part, part of the mystery is part of being a kid again and the wonder yeah. and the excitement of unwrapping a present and not knowing what it is and yeah. you know listening to an album that you haven't heard so you can just put it on and the crackle starts and
0: and, like, and the burden the burden of uh, art is on you at that point because it's all about art is about enjoying yourself that mm. right? you have to know yourself to enjoy it right mm. so when you put on a record you've never heard before haven't heard on the radio whenever you heard a song on the radio the burden's on you to get the piece of art that the other human being is trying to show you what they got in their world yeah, yeah, yeah. and now I think a lot of times people if they don't get it like that first couple of seconds they swipe or they click and then they go to the next thing so they yeah. never actually invest themselves yeah. into art which I think I mean that's how I learned about myself yeah. how did I feel when I listened to this song or yeah. how did I feel when I looked at that painting or how did yeah. I feel when I you know that that's how yeah. I got to know myself yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think you know that the, the philosopher said know thyself because in the end there's nothing else yeah the journey that we're on is to obviously enrich the people we love and the people around us and stuff but it's also the journey to understand from our perspective what this whole shit's about
3: Mm, I agree and I think and I think of that there's two there's two um, convergences happening you know we're going to be the first Fifty-year-olds who are going to be the the, uh, 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 the the custodians of this tech, yeah, and, that's true. And, and the, the the what we've achieved with it, because you know, I saw a thing with Arthur Baker every day talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. Planet Rock, yeah, and like that ain't that long ago.
0: No, it isn't. I, that was the first song that I went. I what the is that? What the yeah. fuck is that? Like,
3: that ain't that long ago. Yeah, he was a guest
0: like, on the pod, man. Yeah. yeah, he's cool, man.
3: Yeah, and then you and then you look at what's happened now. It's like you know. We we're we're still trying to like better that in a way, you know. We're still trying to better the centres in a way, mm-hmm. and we're giving it a good go. Yeah, there's some good <laughs> fun shit going on. Yeah, and we're we're capable of understanding like. The, the journey that those cats went on and the experience that it gave us when we listened to it and now we're making music we're we're understanding we can put the best of the tech in it but we know we got to put soul in it yeah. we know we got to yeah. put funk in it we but it ain't soul and funk we're making but we're putting that in there yeah. and it's I part think of the mix, yeah yeah and I think what's interesting what you said earlier about the young kids is like I think what the why vinyls coming back and 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 people want that experience again is because that experience They've been they've been told about it by us. Yeah, they want to they want to feel it themselves now. It's like my nephew's got he's thirty now. When he was twenty something, he came to my studio, and he, he went, "Okay, look, all the records you got." And I'm like,
0: "Can I listen to all of them?" I said, yeah. I said, go
3: through, man, go through. It's like his dad was the reason that I got into the music that I did. And so my older brother, I used to sneak into his room, yeah, and look at the record covers. And one day he came home and said, "Watch this video." And it was wildstar yeah and that was it, that, it <laughs> that very, was like it. me and my little homies right we're all 14 <laughs> we're like what's this video bro he's like he said just watch it yeah. and that was like that changed that day changed all of our lives and it's like and i think those are the experiences like you you know we can watch youtube all day and it's it's great mm-hmm. but there's something about someone giving you a cassette yeah right and you put it into old beat and Matt's play <laughs> right. with all the little static yeah. going through and, you know I don't know about you but in our house we had to put 50 pence in the TV to get it to work really <laughs> yeah back, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we had a meter in the back had put the money in man don't make, make sure you got 250 pence to buy the things so you had to make sure 250 pence by thing. So you to buy sure the things so If it ran out you out in the middle of the movie, the of the movie you couldn't <laughs> deal with oh, that so then boom we just sat there and we all watched it and it was like we gotta do that and that was it it's like yeah. we need to do that and so if well you started really young making music though right I started I started you know the b-boy thing started when I was 14 mm-hmm. before I was listening to electronic music mm-hmm. you know i listened to the pop stuff Duran Duran mm-hmm. you know Flock of Seagulls uh, Tears for Fears mm-hmm. you know when I was 14 Wildstar came out and I was like let's school at 15 like, Wild Bunch Massive Attack was yeah. just kind of blowing up you know we used to go st paul's festival That that's like a big thing for us in bristol so you know my dad used to take us to that when we were really little um you know you'd walk around you hear the sound systems you know mm-hmm. you know and it was like you know, you know oh wow man you know what's this and then you know there's always music in the house so we
0: always like because all your brothers had stereos in their rooms yeah I mean, <laughs> you know,
3: it, sundays though was the day yeah so sundays was like motown Dionne Warwick, you know, mm-hmm. you know Stevie, and you know my mum would be singing the songs, cooking Sunday dinner, and you know we'd be running around the house. I always remember Sundays was family day. You could go out, but you had to be back at twelve, and you, you and then you'd sit in, you know, you'd sit in and watch like the Sunday matinee, yeah, right?
0: And yeah.
3: then you'd turn the TV off, and then you listen to the ch- the charts. So it was a countdown show. So we, to oh, be listening to the charts, and we'd have our cassettes right ready oh, yeah, to you record. Do the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: when you heard your jam, yeah, you just, oh, here what, it comes. yeah,
3: here it comes. He's gonna play it, and you record it. And like me and Flynn used to take it in turns learning how to scratch with the on-off button between the tape and the turntable. <laughs> That's how we learned to scratch. I wish you had one of those combinations. Yeah, I would I had, yeah. had eight track in <laughs> go yeah. yeah. So you go like. <laughs> <laughs> Whose <laughs> record were you scratching? Yeah, that was uh, the thing, man. So my mum keeps saying, When your boy's gonna buy me my stereo bag? It's like well, I promise I'll get you one and So that was, that was that was the investment, you know. And so, you know, for me, I'm 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 like, you know, I, I just I feel like that I wanna do something like that for the next generation, yeah. you know, make making vinyl and, and I'm very lucky that, you know, I've got a bonus oh, to actually put oh, yeah, oh, cool nice one yeah well nice one thank right. you man um, I'm lucky that I've been able to be a part of that whole thing in the beginning making vinyl Yeah. and like now is coming back so I'm
0: hey yo you can you do me a favor can you sign this to Bo because I'm yeah, giving him a record yeah. collection literally yeah. all the people I know that give me uh, vinyl I'm like yo put this to my boy because he can't throw shit out that got his name on it ah. so he can't be like oh I don't know this record yet and I was like mm. you will you will mm. I had Booker T Jones to do one and he was like and oh with Dennis Coffey, you know that oh, dude, whoa. the guitar player from the yeah, Fun Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he wrote one. He's like, I'm a grandfather, so I I, I write what I mean. He's like, Beaumont, <laughs> learn to play guitar. Dennis Coffey. I was like, Wow, awesome. I gotta find a marker that can
3: write on this one. this a marker? Oh actually, you know what? Let me switch a marker. Swap this for white
0: label, isn't it? Oh yeah, because you can do it with just any pen. Yeah. That's cool vinyl too, man. Yeah. Yeah, so is this is this the that new single?
3: That is an unreleased track that um, Dom from um, Dubs in the Dungeon. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah. You see, he, deep, yeah, yeah. So he was like, Yo, cross man, how you got this track? That he actually said like, you know he heard that track, flip it. Instead of you, have you uh, got any other thing, any other tracks that never came out? I was like,
0: Oh, never no, look. That's cool that that. I mean, so that's the thing. I mean, people come to you when they want to hear a yeah. certain type of experimental, but yet grounded new kind of music are you saying like you don't like you're always trying to go for the new thing I think that's great mm. but you have definitely one foot in the future you know yeah. what I'm saying like yeah. in space yeah. but you still have you, you can still uh, access yeah. planet earth which yeah. I think is sometimes important because if you're just completely out there yeah. music isn't grounded to something people kind of go oh, it's I, like Philip Glass you ever listen to that yeah, dude yeah, yeah, he's yeah. great but you're like you gotta be on the next level type of mentally to, to be you, able to listen to him
3: you're so right as well because what I realised is that when I was making all those big epic tracks these 12 minute tracks like Soul Emotion and Future Unknown and that it was taking me so long to make them you know like a week of sampling a week of editing a month just to make one track and this time around I thought to myself you know how do I make this process quicker how do I systematically work in a way that it's you know it's not like a conveyor belt, so I don't want to make my music sound, you know, uh, too accessible in the sense that oh, it's easy to do. Yeah, yeah. There's a process behind it, so what I've worked out is really a, a, a way to just get to the point quicker. Yeah. And I think that's what's really good about all this new tech It's allowed me to do that. I mean, I used to sit down and like with a DAT machine and <laughs> and, 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 and yeah. a synth. And a and a delay box and make sounds like for two days. Like <laughs> <laughs> one 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 change One change and yeah, then you'd yeah, yeah. have this like that not even that, with like six thousand bass sounds like with like one fraction of a thing changing. The, the modulation in degree yeah, of oh, five. It, it yeah. was nuts. And so Point five. It was um it was very stressful right. <laughs> going back through it.
0: You know what we should do okay. we should do part two though, soon yes. right? Yo, that's me and DJ Crust at the Crust Studio here in Brazil. Part 2 coming up soon. Well, I hope you guys liked that. K is a very awesome guy. It was great to talk with him in his studio, and you got to check out his CBD website, Amalife.co.uk. A M M A L I F E.co.uk. Next up on the pod, it's an awesome dude named Mark Mark Waddington. He's the chief executive of a charity called Hope and Homes for Children, who me and my boys Kenny English and T Bone recently did a triathlon with Mark to raise money for this amazing organization that helps to place kids in loving homes and not orphanages and institutions. And, yo, thank you for all of you who donated. We spread the word on social media and tipped those donations well over the 10,000-pound mark for Mark. Uh, Well worth the sweaty pics of me on Twitter. How about them apples? So tune in for that one. And in the meantime, check out the website, hopeandhomes.org, and, you know, check it out, man. It's good work they're doing. Until next time, my peoples, y'all stay classy.